Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin Water Management and Emergency Operations Conference Call. Today's call is intended to provide congressional representatives, tribal, state and local government officials, and the media an update on the Corps' actions in the basin with regard to water management operations and support to local communities, states, and the tribes. My name is Matt Raby, and I will be moderating today's call. <coughs> this call is being recorded and will be placed on the Defense Library and Imagery Distribution System at www.dvidshub.net slash unit slash USACE dash NWD later today. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. Before I get into the agenda and logistics of this call, I want to give Brigadier General Pete Helmlinger, Commander of the Northwestern Division, an opportunity to make some opening remarks. Sir? Hey, thank you, Matt. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Brigadier General Pete Helmlinger, Commander of the Northwestern Division of the Army Corps of Engineers. I want to thank you all for joining us today for this update. I know a number of you have participated in calls with the Kansas City and Omaha districts recently. We're now transitioning to our first regional call so that we can ensure we are all aligned regionally to answer your questions about what is happening, what our actions and plans are, and who you can call to access more information or help. I hope this regional call will streamline answers today for you. We never want to see flood events like this, but we work hard to ensure we are as prepared as possible to respond to them when they do happen. My staff will talk on some of what we have done to prepare for this event and what we are, and more importantly, what are we doing and will do to continue to mitigate the impacts the region is experiencing. My staff, mostly through the efforts of the Omaha and Kansas City districts, are engaged with emergency management officials at the local, state, and tribal level. They are your local contacts, so please let them know where you need help. And please let the public know to contact their state and local emergency managers for help. I have the utmost confidence in my staff, both in Omaha and Kansas City, as well as the regional water management team. I'm glad each of you are joining us here today. I have directed my staff to hold these meetings daily through Monday at this same time and number. Uh, from that point on, we'll continue the, uh, we will reassess the frequency for this daily uh, update. This meeting, along with our regularly scheduled monthly meetings, is part of our commitment to the region to keep you all informed. Thank you, sir. All lines have been placed on mute during this call. When we get to the presentations and the question and answer period, to unmute your line, please press star six. Please be aware that the forced mute function does not work on all phones. So if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. Please do not place any, your call on hold. We will have a question and answer session at the end of the call. Calls for questions will not be part of the recording if none are asked. Today's agenda includes an update from the Corps of Engineers regarding its actions and plans for managing water releases from the six main stem dams, an update from the National Weather Service, an update of actions being taken by the Corps' Omaha District, and an update of actions being taken by the Corps' Kansas City District. At this time, I'd like to introduce John Remus, 
Chief of the Corps' Missouri River Water Management Division. John, please hit star six to begin. Thank you, Matt. Uh, can everybody hear me? Matt, can you hear me? You're good, John. Thank you. Uh, I'm John Remus. I'm Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System. Flood risk management remains our primary consideration. System releases from Gavin's Point Dam, which is the lowest dam on the Missouri River main stem, are, are presently 90,000 cubic feet per second. The pool elevation is elevation 1212.2, which is 2.2 feet above the exclusive flood control zone. This means that we are using the spillway gates to surcharge or make extra room in the reservoir. The pool is dropping slowly. We will make release reductions to 83,000 cubic feet per second at 6 p.m. this evening and plan to make further reductions over the next several days. The timing and size of the reductions will depend on how the inflows to the reservoir drop off and the response of the reservoir pool. Discharges from Port Randall Dam, the main stem dam immediately upstream of Gavin's Point, were reduced to zero on Wednesday and will remain at zero for the next, uh, for the next day or so. Uh, just to provide some perspective, uh, travel time for water from Gavin's Point Dam to Omaha is two to three days, uh, approximately four days to Nebraska City and about five days to Kansas City. Our, our, our release reduction schedule has been shared with the National Weather Service's Missouri Basin River Forecast Center. After my talk, Kevin Lau from the Missouri Basin River Forecast Center will discuss how the Gavin's Point releases are incorporated into the lower Missouri River forecast. <clears throat> All of the inflow that entered Gavin's Point Reservoir from Wednesday morning until now is from uncontrolled tributaries, primarily the, the Niobrara River. Gavin's Point Reservoir has only a small amount of flood control storage by surcharging the pool, we were able to create an additional 2.3 feet of storage, allowing the core to attenuate the peak flows entering Gavin's Point Dam and lessen the downstream impacts. Our hourly peak flows, the hourly peak flows into Gavin's Point were 182,000 cubic feet per second. The peak discharge from Gavin's Point Dam was 100,000 cubic feet per second for approximately six hours. The entire system impacts of zero discharge from Fort Randall is minimal, as the runoff in the upper basin has been slowed by colder temperatures. As of today, we have 15.8 million acre feet of the 16.3 million acre feet of flood control storage available for upper basin runoff. Basically, we have 97% of our flood control storage still available. Mountain snowpack and the remaining, snow, the remaining plain snowpack that will drain into the system is nearly average, so we are in good shape to capture the and manage the runoff while having considerable ability to respond to downstream runoff events. The last thing I want to let everybody know is that our spring public meetings will be held the week of April, uh, be held on April 9th through 11th. We will be in Fort Peck and Bismarck, North Dakota, Fort Peck, Montana, and Bismarck, North Dakota on April 9th, in Fort Pierce, South Dakota and Sioux City, Iowa on the April 10th, and on, or, and on April 11th, we will be in Smithville, Missouri, and Nebraska City. 
Meeting times and places can be found on the Missouri River Basin Water Management webpage. This concludes my remarks. Thank you, and I will turn the uh, meeting over to Kevin Lau. Kevin? Kevin, if you would please hit star six to begin presenting. Thank you, John. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, thank you. Thank you for uh, inviting the National Weather Service to participate on this call today. Um, as John mentioned, um, we do work closely with the uh, Northwest Division with regard to their release schedule out of Gavin's. Uh, normally, we uh, receive that information once a day, but through this entire event, uh, we've been on the phone with each other whenever a change has been made, and we immediately incorporate those changes into our river model. Those changes are then reflected in the next uh, package of river forecasts. As everyone probably knows, we now have minor flooding, minor to moderate flooding from Gavin's Point to Omaha. We have major flooding either happening or forecast from Nebraska City to Leavenworth. We have minor flooding forecast for Kansas City and minor to moderate uh, flooding um, forecast from Kansas City to the mouth. Uh, during this past event, this, uh, uh, when the rain fell on the, uh, on the snow this past weekend or last week, uh, we had something like uh, 18, we set 18 new records on the tributaries coming in um, to the Missouri main stem including um, we have now set uh, one record uh, on the Missouri main stem stage record, and we are set to, uh, to set a second one uh, today or tonight. And so um, with that, we do expect that um, uh, the, plant, this, uh, the plain snowpack that still resides in South Dakota and um, North Dakota uh, to begin melting after uh, the response from this last weekend's event uh, is passed through the system. And with that, I'll turn it back to John. Uh, next is the Omaha District. Very good. Thank you, John. Uh, this is Ted Streckfus. I'm the Deputy District Engineer for Omaha District, and I appreciate everyone coming together today. Um, I'll read some prepared remarks here uh, that, that will emphasize some of the points uh, that both John Remus and the National Weather Service have, have provided. Uh, as we're all very much aware, uh, widespread rain and snow melt in the, in the lower basin uh, between Fort Randall Project and Gavin's Point Project uh, obviously resulted in a substantial runoff uh, from uncontrolled tributaries into the Missouri River system. Uh, we certainly remain sensitive to the impacts to, to all of our partners, our AgBiz partners, our communities uh, that are adjacent to the Missouri River. Um, Gavin's Point, uh, as, as a dam system, is working successfully to mitigate uh, both the record inflow and to reduce the, the runoff uh, peak, uh, as, as John previously indicated. Uh, we're currently discharging approximately 90,000 cubic feet per second. To help uh, counter the anticipated unregulated runoff uh, into Lake Lewis and Clark, uh, the Fort Randall project, again, as we indicated, terminated all releases uh, into that lake on 13 March 2019 ahead of this storm event. Uh, that action has helped to allow us to capture a component of the unregulated runoff uh, and subsequently then provide a, that controlled release from Gavin's Point Dam into the lower river. From a dam safety perspective, all of the gates 
at Gavin's Point Dam are operating as intended, uh, and there are currently no dam safety issues or concerns to report. Uh, within the Omaha district, towards the southern half of the district, uh, at this time there are several levees within our district that are either in a breached or overtopping status. Uh, specifically, Levy 601, just north of Bartlett, Iowa, and Union Dyke, uh, located near Valley, Nebraska, have both been confirmed as breached. Uh, we are aware of another five levees in the system that are currently in an overtopping status uh, that include the Big Papio Left Bank, which directly affects one of Omaha's water treatment facilities, uh, and the city has evacuated that plant for life and safety reasons. Uh, the Omaha District continues to perform surveillance operations on levee systems south of Omaha. Uh, we've deployed in excess of 20 staff uh, to work with each of our levee sponsors uh, and continue to communicate with both the levee sponsors uh, and their supporters to ensure that they're apprised of current conditions on the ground. While the overflow of the levee systems along the Missouri River south of Omaha is currently forecasted, the duration of those overflows is, is not known at this time. Obviously, residents should keep in close contact with their local and state emergency management organizations to remain updated on any evacuation plans uh, and or uh, emergency conditions that exist on the ground. We continue to coordinate with our many stakeholders to include Nebraska, Iowa, and South Dakota emergency management agencies, as well as local emergency management officials throughout our affected states. Additionally, we have open lines of communication with local and tribal governments in their, to support their flood fight efforts. Uh, to date, we've distributed in excess of 63,000 uh, sandbags to mitigate flood conditions. Uh, Omaha District has activated our emergency operations center to level two and have uh, sent a liaison to both the Nebraska and the Iowa EOC offices. Uh, we will continue to operate until the peak of this flood event has passed and the river returns to its banks. Um, uh, from a small positive, uh, the next several days do show uh, improving conditions in the lower basin uh, with improved temperatures, and that should allow much of the unregulated flows that are working their way through the system uh, to enter into the main stem and then move further south down river, uh, which is where I will transition to now and have Colonel Gatormson and Kansas City District provide their update. Over. Kansas City, if you'd please hit star six to unmute. Uh, Roger, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Thank you. All right, good afternoon. Uh, I'm Judd Kneeven, Emergency Management Chief for the Kansas City District. Uh, Kansas City District activated their Emergency Operations Center to Level 2 partial activation yesterday. Uh, we're currently providing technical and direct assistance to levy owners and operators and other public entities. Uh, our current focus is in the area upstream of Kansas City, Missouri, in and along the Missouri River. And our level of efforts primarily focused in Holt and Buchanan counties in Missouri and Donovan County in Kansas. Uh, we also have a levy in Richardson County, Nebraska, uh, that we're providing technical assistance for. Uh, we can confirm that we have uh, two non-federal levy systems overtopping in Holt County, Missouri. The Union Township levy and the whole county number 10. Levy systems provide protection for the village of Big Lake. The levy systems also provide protection to approximately 17,400 acres of land. Uh, the population at risk behind these systems exceeds 250. Uh, we have projected that another seven non-federal levy systems are at significant risk for overtopping. 
Uh, however, they are currently performing as designed. Uh, all of our federal levy systems are performing as designed. Uh, we currently have liaison teams in the field uh, providing technical assistance to the levy owners and operators of those. Uh, over the past couple of days, we've issued 391,000 sandbags. Uh, we've deployed one mechanical sandbag machine, and two automatic sandbag machines, uh, one to Elwood, Kansas, and one to St. Joe, Missouri. Uh, we're in the process of deploying an additional automatic sandbag filling machine to Holt County, Missouri. Uh, Kent City District currently has an inventory of 4 million sandbags and various other flood fight materials. Um, Kansas City District personnel have been working with the Coast Guard and have requested a no-work zone safety zone on the Missouri River from River Mile 300 upstream to River Mile 450 and a no-use slash closure safety zone from River Mile 360 upstream to River Mile 550. The intended purpose is to protect levees, property, flood fighting efforts, and the recreational user. Current river conditions are considered unsafe uh, in the reach identified. Uh, Kansas River reservoir flows have been reduced to minimum. Uh, Osage River Basin reservoir flows will be reduced beginning tomorrow morning. Uh, we too have provided uh, liaisons to both the Kansas Department of Emergency Management and to the Missouri State Emergency Management Agency. Uh, the safety of the general public is always our top priority, so please pay attention to warnings provided uh, by the National Weather Service and to your local emergency responders. Uh, our current hours of operation for the Emergency Operations Center are from 6 a.m. Uh, to 7 p.m. daily, and we can be reached after duty hours by calling 816-426-6320. Uh, please leave a message and a telephone number, and we will return that call as quickly as possible. Uh, thank you. Uh, that concludes my remarks. Thank you for all those updates. We have a lot of callers on the line, so I'm going to manage questions based on groups and location. We will start with congressional delegation representatives, move to tribes, then to states and local governments, and finally the media. I will go state by state in alphabetical order. Please wait for your group and state to be called and please limit your questions to two. There will be a final opportunity to ask unanswered questions at the end. Remember, to ask a question, you must hit star six to unmute your phone. Again, please be sure to state your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. We will start with congressional representatives from the state of Iowa. Kansas, congressional reps from Kansas. Remember to hit star six if you want to talk. State Congressionals from the state of Missouri. Hi, yes, this is Branch Shields, Kansas City District Director for Senator Roy Blunt. Um, are there any concerns about the Cooper ne uh, Nuclear Station uh, with the river levels uh, there across from Ashton County in Missouri? So this is Matt Kraske. I'm the Emergency Management Chief here in the Omaha District. Um, the Cooper Nuclear Plant has, is going through the protocols right now. There's, with the current projected stages, there's not a threat to the plant. Um, as usual, when it floods down there, they do have issues accessing the plant, but they're working through that now. Any other Thank questions? you for that. Any other questions from congressional reps from Missouri? Congressionals from Montana. 
Congressional representatives from Nebraska. Hi there. This is Sicilian Senator Deb Fisher's office. Um, a question. You had talked about the, the Papio left bank levy in Omaha. Um, it, it was an overtopping level. Can you kind of talk a little bit more about threat, flood threats to Omaha? Yeah, again, this is Matt Kraske with the uh, Omaha District Emergency Management. So, yeah, that, that um, wastewater plant down on the south uh, part of Omaha there, the overtopping was on a tieback levy on the Papio Creek. Um, it is starting to overtop along the main stem Missouri River there also. And we expect that overtopping to continue um, up to several feet, depending on what the stages uh, do here. We have people out on the ground doing surveillance and monitoring that. Um, and, and then we're in contact with the city of Omaha and trying to flood fight what we can with them as much as we can. Any other congressional questions from Nebraska? This is Sally Atkins, Congressman Adrian Smith. My question is in regard to Boyd County, wondering if you had um, had contact from them. They have a potentially dire situation going on. Their only water source came from a pipeline across under the river from Holt County, and when the Spencer Dam was um, destroyed, why then they lost all of their water source in Boyd County. Um, they have bulk holding tanks that they use for their water source, and they're desperately needing a way to have water delivered to those tanks so that the towns can be provided water for both people and animals. Just wondering if you have been contacted or if the Corps has any suggestions for how to get them water delivered. Um, Ma'am, as far as I know, this is Matt Kraske again. Um, as far as I know, uh, they have not contacted us. I will check with the staff in the EOC to make sure that there's not an RFI out there. Um, and we will reach out to them and see if there's anything we can do to assist. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Any other congressional questions from Nebraska? North Dakota. Nope, Nebraska, real quick, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Hi, this is JC with Congressman Smith's office. Um, any comments on the impact that this will have on the sedimentation issue in the Gavin's Point area? Uh, yeah, this is John Remus uh, with the Missouri River Basin Water Management Office. The uh, failure of the dam, is that what you're talking about, Spencer Dam? Yeah, and then just in that area with um, sedimentation and then if there will be further erosion and what that looks like. Well, the, the a good share of the sediment that was trapped in Spencer Dam was probably mobilized by this flood. We don't know until we uh, people get a chance to go up there and uh, look at it. I don't think there's an immediate impact from uh, sedimentation in Gavin's Point Dam from this particular flood. Um, we will uh, take a look at uh, uh, gauge readings once, uh, once the flood goes down to see if there's something there, but I would say it's more of a long-term impact than a short-term impact at this time. Okay, thank you. Any other congressional questions from Nebraska? North Dakota. Remember to hit star six to unmute your phone. Congressional reps from South Dakota. Any 
congressional reps from the state of Wyoming. Moving to tribes, any tribal questions from Iowa? Any tribal questions from Kansas? Any tribal questions from Missouri? Remember to hit star six to unmute. Any tribal questions from Montana? Any tribal questions from Nebraska? Any tribal questions from the Dakotas? Any tribal questions from Wyoming? Moving to state and local governments, remember to hit star six to unmute. Iowa. Yes, this is uh, Dave Clayman from the Iowa DOT. And I have a question, I think, for John. I know you mentioned that you're planning to reduce the uh, release rate from Gavin's to 83,000 at 6 p.m. And then is it a day-by-day -day basis to see if the rates will be lowered um, going forward, or is there a plan to go and reduce those rates by 7,000 CFS per every 12 hours, or just what is the uh, official plan moving forward? Our uh, plan right now is to make uh, steady reductions of uh, 7,000, give or take. Uh, we really want to see how the pool uh, responds to this uh, this reduction we're going to do at 6 p.m. overnight to make sure we're uh, a not drawing it down too fast, and b that we're actually getting the uh, reduction in the inflows that uh, we we're, uh, we're we think we're going to get. So uh, once we kind of get some more confidence in how the inflows are are uh, tapering off and how the pool is responding, we may uh, get a little more aggressive than that, depending on uh, uh, how things shape up hydrologically. But right now it's a seven thousand every twelve hours. That could change overnight. Right. But maybe more, so, maybe less. Yeah, so you'll know more tomorrow at this time as to what the plan is then, correct? By then we'll have probably made a, a second adjustment and have our third adjustment uh, pretty well planned out. Okay, thanks. Any other state or local government questions from Iowa? Kansas. Kansas has no questions, thank you. Thank you. Any state or local government questions from Missouri? Yes, this is Stacy from uh, MoDOT. I need to know the times of the Kansas City EOC and the number again, please. Judd in Kansas City, could you please star six and question? Are you there? Yes. Sorry about that. Technology is getting in my way. So uh, our hour, current hours of operation are from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily. And then the 24-hour number is 816-426-6300.
And if you leave your name and number on that, we'll return that call uh, pretty quickly. It pages all of my staff, and it keeps paging us until someone answers it and returns the call. Okay. Thank you very much. That's all. Can Can I ask the Omaha District to uh, publish their EOC number, please? Sure. So the Omaha District EOC phone number is 402-995-2448. That rings into the EOC, and that is also our 24-hour number that will roll over to an answering service and find somebody on staff 24 hours a day. Thank you. Any other state or local questions from Montana? Uh, yeah, this is Michael Downey with uh, Montana DNRC in Helena, and uh, I was just wondering. This is this question goes for a, a little, little farther out in range, but if you've got any um, concerns and or uh, uh, plans, uh, given our our strong uh, uh, prairie snowpack this year, and, and frankly even low to mid elevation snowpack throughout the state, um, you know, right now conditions are are, are a bit reminiscent of. Um, of 2011, although uh, although our, our forecast right now is for is for cooler temperatures, um, but I just wondering, it was wondering if that had, had played into your thoughts and, and what your thoughts were on that. This is John Remus. We we monitor that on a daily basis. Uh, we're looking at the uh, plain snowpack that's going to be draining into uh, the, the three big reservoirs is maybe average to slightly above average. The mountain snowpack is uh, is right about average, which is quite a bit different than 2011. And we have a, about a million acre feet or more available storage in the system than we did uh, in 2011 at this same time. So I think we're in pretty good shape uh, with respect to the uh, the snowpack melt, uh, either mountain or plain in the upper basin. Great, thank you. Any other state or local questions from Montana? Nebraska. Remember to hit star six to ask a question. Hearing none, any state or local questions from North Dakota? This is Laura Ackerman with the North Dakota State Water Commission. Um, in order to take the pressure off of the downstream dams, uh, will changes in operations be made to Garrison Dam because of the unanticipated runoff? John, I think that's yours, star six. Yeah, please. sorry, I hit the mute button instead of the unmute button. Uh, Laura, can you, uh, what do you mean by take the pressure off the lower dams? What uh, what, what were you thinking there? Oh, well, just uh, because uh, there isn't a lot of storage space in Gavin's Point and Fort Randall, um, I'm just wondering if because of the unanticipated runoff into Gavin's Point, if you think there may be changes in operations to Gavin's Point just to try and um, hold back more water. Uh, so you mean a garrison to hold back more water? We're not anticipating that at this time. Okay. So what are the, what are the plans for Oahu? Yeah, we we have a as I said earlier, we have 97% of our flood control storage available. So we're we're in, in I think in as, about as good a shape as we've been in a long time this time of year. So 
Uh, we don't anticipate any uh, extraordinary uh, operations at Garrison or any of the other mainstream projects at this time. Okay, thank you. And, and John, just as a reminder, uh, there are no flows coming out of Fort Randall at this time. Is that correct? Yes, there will be soon. Questions from the state of South Dakota? Hit star six if you have a question. How about Wyoming? All right, moving on to media. Any media from the state of Iowa? This is Matt Breen from KTIV Television, Sioux City, Iowa. Uh, with regards to the decision to raise the, level, raise the releases from Gavin's Point Dam, over the course of 12 hours yesterday, it went from 50,000 to 60,000, then to 90,000, and for a few hours this morning to uh, 100,000 CFS. How much uh, did uh, the floods of 2011 and the record releases of 160,000 CFS and the flooding that followed play into your decision to increase releases from 50,000 to 100,000? thousand over that very short period of time. John, I think that's yours. Star six, please. John Remus, are you still with us? John, we still can't hear you. Hit star six, please. Uh, can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Okay. <laughs> uh, our release decisions uh, over the last 48 hours have been based on the inflows into Gavin's Point Dam and uh, the ability of uh, the dam to uh, contain or manage those flows. The uh, 2011 operations were not part of our decision-making process. Hi guys, I'm Tyler Davis with the Des Moines Register. Um, I was, <clears throat> you guys said that 97% of the flood uh, storage capacity is available. How low was that number during this week? How how low was it? Yeah, like how uh, you said 97% is now available. Was uh, you know what? How yeah? How how low was that number this week? <clears throat> it was basically 97%. The Gavin's Point has very little. Uh, uh, flood storage. So when we filled that up, it was not removing much flood storage from the system. So, yeah, about 100,000 acre feet. Gotcha. Um, are there areas in Iowa uh, that should be uh, especially concerned because of the influx of water coming out of the dam? <clears throat> well, I think the uh, the the, the area around Sioux City is probably the most impacted by our operations because it's the closest there. Uh, but there's also a lot of tributaries putting in a lot of water, so uh, they're being impacted by uh, tributary inflow as well there. So, But Iowa, or Sioux City, Iowa would be the, uh, the, the first one. Once you get downstream to in the Council Bluffs area, you've got a lot of input from tributaries, so the, the, the impact of the dam is quite a bit less. 
Gotcha. And have to release us from the dam. And, and this is Ted Streckfus. Uh, it, the unregulated flows entering the system below the, the dam system in Montana, North Dakota, and South Dakota, those unregulated flows will also uh, potentially have a negative impact on the levee system adjacent to the Missouri River from Omaha south. And we talked earlier about uh, some of the potential for overtopping of, of those levee systems. Over. Any other question, media questions from Iowa? Moving on to Kansas, remember to hit star six to ask a question. Any media questions from Missouri? Any media questions from Montana? Any media questions from Nebraska? Remember to hit star six to ask a question. This is Emily Chen Newton from Omaha Public Radio. Yes, Emily. Could we have an update on some of the towns in Nebraska that have been either mandatory or under voluntary evacuation, specifically Fremont and Valley? Uh, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah, if we could have an update on some of the towns in Nebraska that have been under either mandatory or voluntary evacuation, specifically Fremont and Valley. Yeah, so there are the evacuations in Fremont were not mandatory. Those were there were sections that were mandatory, but there was a lot of voluntary evacuations around Fremont Valley. There was a mandatory evacuation, um, just FYI, that also affected the National Weather Service uh, office there. So um, there were other smaller communities um, up and down the rivers that had, uh, they, they didn't have mandatory evacuations, but they did have voluntary evacuations. All that is being coordinated through the local county emergency management. Um, we've been in contact with them to, to try to keep up with that information, but most all that is coordinated at the county level. Okay, so you don't have an update at this point if everyone will be able to get out? I, I do not. I do not have uh, visibility on that. Okay, and do we have an estimate of when the we're expecting the crest to occur? The crest where? Or for the, the flooding to reach its peak along the Platte? Uh, yeah, uh, Kevin Lau, do you have a, an answer to that question, please? Yes, uh, hang on just a second, please. Hey, Emily, what location along the Platte are you interested in? Um, around Fremont Valley. So the uh, the crest at the mouth at Louisville is expected uh, tomorrow morning. Okay. Uh, as is South Bend. Okay. 
Okay, any questions from media in South Dakota? Any questions from media in Wyoming? Do we have any national press on the line who would like to ask questions? And then finally, are there any final questions before we adjourn? Anybody who has a second or third question that didn't get asked? This is Tyler with the register again. Um, could you guys update any evacuations? I know there's evacuation in uh, Missouri Valley, Iowa, uh, as well as some evacuations in Fremont County. Uh, those, I don't believe those are mandatory. Could you guys update any evacuations, though, in western Iowa as a result of this flooding? Again, I, I don't have any um, in, intel on the evacuations over in western Iowa. That's being that's all being handled at the local level by the county sheriffs and the and the county EM offices. This is Jeff Hanson, Woodbury County Emergency Operations Center. We had a mandatory evacuation in the town of Hornick, Iowa, and Northwest Iowa. What is the status of that evacuation? Are people being allowed back? They are not allowed back at this time. The water is still running through the town. There's currently no access in or out of Hornick, Iowa. Is there a timeline for when uh, people will be allowed back? There is a town hall meeting scheduled for 4 o'clock this afternoon hosted by the mayor of Hornick to provide an update. Thanks, sir. Are there any other questions? This is Ben Reddy with Senator Thune's office in South Dakota. Yes. Um, Mr. Raymond, if you alluded to Fort Randall's probably going to be opening up soon. What number are you looking at with Gavin's when you make that decision? Is elevation, is there a certain level you're looking at? We, uh, we will open up uh, Fort Randall to uh, basically maintain the pool uh, where we need it in, in, in Gavin's Point. We don't want to uh, draw that pool down too low, so we will we'll, uh, uh, increase flows out of Fort Randall to maintain the pool at Gavin's Point. Um, that won't make a difference in our, our, our drawdown schedule uh, to get the flows down as low as we can uh, downstream, but uh, that's why we would open up Fort Randall at this time. Yeah, what number are you looking at? That, that uh, well, we'd start with just a few thousand cubic feet per second, uh, possibly late tomorrow, uh, depending on how the, the Gavin's Point pool reacts over the next 18 to 24 hours. Gotcha. Thank you. Are there any other questions? Uh, yeah, this is Randy Duckender with the Yankton Press, Nicotin. I was wondering with the uh, Spencer Dam breached, um, is there any plans to replace it or what the impact will, that will be with the Niagara River uh, running unchecked in that area? Uh, that's, uh, that's a question that the Nebraska Public Power would have to ask. They're the owners of that dam. Okay. Uh, do you anticipate any problems without a dam there in terms of... Uh, Flow into the, the uh, Spencer Dam was pretty much a run of the river dam. It was not. A, it didn't really have any storage, flood control storage at all. Okay. Thank you. Are there any other questions? This is Paul Gallagher in Kansas. Yes. 
you mentioned earlier, the Omaha district mentioned earlier, a couple of, dam a couple of levy breaches in their district. I think one of them was 601. Uh, what was the other le uh, levy that breached? Um, Union Dyke, also located near Valley, Nebraska. That's not on the Missouri River. Uh, that's, that's not on the Missouri River. That's on the Union Creek. Oh, thanks. That, that was the only other one that we're aware of right now. And there's five other levees overtopping, is that correct? That's correct. Thank you. Are there any other questions? Uh, I guess this is Randy from the Yankton paper one last time. Um, if we have uh, temperatures warm up greatly and there's more snow melt in the next week, any thoughts on what the impact on that will be? Uh, well, if, it, uh, if the snow melts above the, the system, basically Oahe uh, or Fort Randall will be able to capture that. There's still a lot of snow in eastern South Dakota and eastern North Dakota that has to melt, and that is uh, 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 that is uh, that that that's uncontrolled. Also, there's no rain forecast the next three days uh, in the basin, really anywhere. So uh, we would not have the, the rain component to that melt, uh, at least in the, the short term. But uh, we don't see any any system impacts to any melting at this time. Okay. Thanks, John. Are there any other questions? Okay, hearing none, that concludes our question and answer period. Uh, I appreciate your participation today. We will hold another call and update tomorrow at the same time, 3 p.m. Central. Phone number will be the same. The access code will be the same. The password, passcode, will change to 0316. This concludes our call. Thank you very much.